Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. We got Brian throwing him for Casey. I'll hey, tell you hey. what, Brian. I mean, we still have a ways to go. But in terms of, of, of the first hour, very impressed. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I mean, if this is hard knocks right now, we're talking about, you know, cuts and everything. Hey, guess what? I made it. Don't, need to, don't need to see your playbook quite yet. That's what I'm talking about. Go ahead, go ahead, put, put, put that playbook back in your locker. Go over it a little more at your own pace, and I'll get back to you. We'll, so we'll see you for preseason games number two and three. I like that. Because you're okay. I appreciate that. Well done the first hour. Um, and speaking of Casey, actually, I guess, you know, Casey in L.A., Brett Martineau in L.A., uh, Action Sports Jacks, Marcel Robinson in L.A. Uh, covering the, the the Jaguars game. Maybe doing a little scouting for the Super Bowl coming up there in L.A. as well. But I think we got Casey on the, the horn right now. I think Casey called in. Uh, maybe with some kind of funny story or an interesting story. Casey, man, how is the best Austin, coach treating you? Austin Lane, first of all, the reason that Brian is so good is because of how good the coaching was. All right, I taught him I like well. That. I like that. I like first that. Off, it's that. It's um, that. It's that. Casey Kurtz coaching tree. I like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to start somewhere since we're all in the Brent Martineau tree. Um, yes. But here's the funny thing. Brent Martineau, as far as I know, is in L.A. Uh, you can find the boy still at the Houston Bush Intercontinental Airport. Since about Okay, it is what? a disaster. Wait, what? what? Uh, I'll t- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what's happening. So okay. um, it's 3 o'clock here Central Time, 4 o'clock where you are, the 4 o'clock hour, obviously. Okay. 12 hours ago, I woke up. Three in the morning, drove to the airport, got on a plane, uh, flew to the Houston airport to, you know, connection. Sure. Had to connect to yeah. get over to uh, California. Um, you know, casual, get on the plane, sitting there, talking to the people in my row, you know, having a good time, pr- promo in the show and all of those things. And next I mean, thing you know. I mean, it's, it's early, but I love the hustle. Hey, look, you do what you got to do. Yeah. People are people are asking why you wearing a Jags hoodie. And I'm like, it, look, it's not for fun. I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm promoting the brand. Okay? I love the hustle. And so we're sitting there. We start backing out. We're doing the thing. And a uh, pilot says, uh, we're getting some weird readings about the engine. We're going to have to go back to the gate. I said, okay. You know, I, I've been on this. You know, I've, I've been through this before. Um, so he said, y'all going to have to get off the plane. So we get off the plane. Um, you know, casual. You know, I thought it was going to be a quick thing. Two hours later, they're like, all right, this plane is broken. We're going to have to get a new plane. Mm. Okay. So at this point, you know, I'm a little hot, right? Uh so we wait a couple more hours. Phone, by the way, in shambles. There's not a plug in this airport if you need to charge your phone. So bring a charger if you're coming to this airport. Anyway, <laughs> second plane shows up. They get everybody wrangled up. They get us on the plane. Austin Lane, when I tell you that there was a hydraulics issue, and we had to get off the plane. <laughs> I've been on three planes. Yeah. Only one of them flew anywhere. Yeah. One of them taxied and came back, and then one didn't even move. So... Uh, that's my situation. If you're listening on the road right now and you're in the Houston airport, I'm at E10. You can come see me. I'll be sitting here for about six more hours as I finally have another flight. Uh, we've get, we've got rid of the plane debacle. We're going on a whole different flight, a okay. uh, whole different situation, not doing it till 8 p.m. So I'm going to be here a while. We'll, don't know if I'll ever see Brent Martineau again, uh, but I can confirm Brent Martineau is there having the time of his life. He's told me multiple times, but I sit at E10 in the Houston airport. Wait, so let me get this straight. So you, Brent, and Marcel flew out on different flights to... To L.A. Yeah. So, the, the, so that's been a popular question. Yeah, I mean, that's, been me. that's the first one I had to go with here. 
Yeah, well, uh, very good question. Here's how I'll answer it, and I just said this to Brent. He said, why didn't you fly with us on our flight? And I said, well, Brent, that was $130 more than the one I booked. I said, oh, yeah, we don't sure. all have a backyard fireplace. Sure, sure. Okay? No. <laughs> so unless you're unless you're paid for my flight or handing out checks, I'm going to have to go with the cheaper option. Yeah. Okay. 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 So that, that, that's, that's that part of the story. Okay. Um, but uh, otherwise, um, it's. It's been a day of shit. No food yet, by the way. Don't like to eat before flight. Still haven't eaten. Again, yeah. we're going on 12 hours. Yeah. It is It is just my life is shambles right now. It's but really- I, I just wanted to come in and support the show. But Yeah, no, oh hey, hey, we appreciate it, man. And, and I mean, condolences because that, that sounds like a, a horrible situation. I mean, two pressing questions here have to be number one. Is there going to be some kind of reimbursement? Like, is the airline going to give you some kind of voucher for future travel when maybe we go back to L.A. for the Super Bowl? How's that working right now? Okay, so that's another good question. Um, I kind of pressed my luck for this next flight. I said, look, uh, here's, you know, they knew the situation. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I'm going to give you a very nice lady, by the way. Her name is Lori. Yeah. Um, she was like, yeah, this is kind of screwed up. I'm going to give you the exact seat that you had, which I bought. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big. You know what I'm saying? So big I got dude. the more legroom seat. Got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I bought that. And she's like, okay, well, I'll give you that exact same seat, you know, whatever, on this flight. I was like, okay, cool. So I pressed my luck. I said, hey, what about those first-class seats? Yeah. So your boy's in 1A, all right? Oh, on the you, flight, you the flight first class? Yeah. Oh, you better believe okay. it. Okay. 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 So, so, so now it's it's more of a feel good. It's a little feel good story. Still, you're gonna get in there like super late, so that kind of sucks. Question number yeah, two. Yeah, I'm gonna miss the I'm gonna miss the Lakers game. By the well, way. And this was the question then. Question number two: Is any part yeah. of you thinking about saying forget LA and flying back to Jacksonville and counting your losses? Uh, I was thinking that until they gave me free first class. Okay. Free in a relative term, if you will. Yeah. Because look. I'm, I'm not a first-class guy. They're going to look at me funny when I try to get in seat 1A, but I'm going to show them the boarding pass, and, yeah. and we're going to go. But, yeah, I told Brent, I said, there's going to be an empty seat with you guys in the Lakers game, so uh, I'm hoping I don't have to pay him back for the ticket. I don't know how much it was yet, but, again, backyard fireplace. I'm kind of scared about that, so <laughs> hopefully I don't have to pay him back. But, yeah, so that – there is a good st- – and, by the way, this flight's about to be three and a half hours, so I'm going to take up every possible ounce of the first class. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, and Casey, and, and here's the last thing that, and here's maybe a silver lining, because you have to understand, you know, the powers that be right now. You're, you find yourself yeah. in a very crappy situation. I feel horrible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because, man, it's, you know, you, you can miss the Lakers. Like, there's, there's a lot of things that were put in place to have fun, and you get to miss out on some of those because of an airline, you know, quote-unquote, a malfunction, whatever the case may be. But if there's any yeah. silver lining of this, and I'm going to need an update. Well, don't update on Twitter. I don't know how you're going to update me. Maybe email me because I don't have my phone right now. So I can't go on Twitter. I can't go on Mm -hmm. Facebook, all this. But keep in mind what we're talking about here. You're flying out of Houston, going to L.A., and you're sitting first class. Houston's a big airport. Houston has a lot of people come and go. You might be sitting next to a celebrity. You could be sitting next to a Kardashian or a Kendall Jenner or somebody. So, hey. Let's let's hope for the best here, but I like your chances of sitting next to a celebrity from a flight going from Houston to L.A. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'm probably going to have to take off the Jags hoodie, though, if I'm sitting next to Kendall Jenner because she, you know, that's just a bad start. You know take, what I'm saying? Take off the Jags hoodie. Hopefully you, you have uh, your, your icebreakers ready to go and everything. But, yeah, by all means, take off that oh, Jaguars yeah. hoodie. Yeah, please, please. Oh, yeah. Got a pack of gum ready to go. Uh, <laughs> this could be the greatest moment of my life, or I could be sitting next to 74-year-old Bob. But either way, we'll probably have a great conversation because I, I have a lot to say at this point. Yeah. He's not going to listen. Might fall asleep. But, anyway... That's the situation. Uh, glad to hear the show's going good on your end. And, yeah, uh, yeah. so that, that's what I'm doing. All right, man. Well, <laughs> appreciate you calling in. Um, 
I, mean, I don't know what else to say, man. That's, that sounds horrible. Like, uh, yeah. I'm not telling you. Hopefully, the, the universe can balance things out, and hopefully you sit next to somebody cool on your way to L.A. You know, like you said, it's a three-hour plane ride, so get your conversation game ready, and hopefully it's somebody cool. Hoping for a miracle, Austin. All right, sounds good, man. Uh, and by the way, feel free to uh, text me or not, don't text me. Maybe talk to Brian about sending us your picks as well because we got picks going on at five. So you got plenty of time to ponder those over as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely we'll get the picks in. Don't you worry about that. I'm the leader, and I'm going to stay in the lead. I like your style. Casey, as always, stay casual, stay cool, stay calm, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir. Talk to you on Monday. All right, man. Wow. What? A disaster. There's a lot <laughs> happening right there. A lot happening right there. Um, I understand. Uh, we have Brent on the line too, or not yet? Because I, I saw you on the phone, Brian. So I know Brent called in as well when Casey was talking. Yeah, Brent was just was just checking in. Okay, just it, checking in. D- do we have Brent on right now as well? We we do not. Okay, but uh, he will. Uh, he he will be back. Okay, no problem. Here's what I thought happened when Casey was calling, frustrated as he should be. I thought it was the fact that. Two people could go, and one person had to stay behind. So I thought Casey went with Brent and Marcel, and they made him stay behind, and he was a scapegoat. Because if that was the case, then, man, we, we, we may have some team chemistry issues on Monday. <laughs> but thankfully, that wasn't the case. Casey took a different flight. I don't blame him. Save that money, man, extra 100 bucks or so. Um, I'm not mad at that whatsoever. It just It's unfortunate that he's missing the Lakers game. But, hey, LeBron James ain't even playing. Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard's out as well. Who knows who's playing tonight? It's the NBA. It's kind of hard to tell. But, uh, yeah, he'll be missing out on that. Hopefully the universe will reward him with a pretty cool person to sit next to um, on that play. I mean, I'm just saying, man, Houston's a – it's like I would say Atlanta to, to L.A. probably sit next to a famous person. But Houston to L.A.? I think odds are good. Yeah. I mean, sitting one, the first seat? The, 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 the first one? I mean, come on, man. It's, it might be Kendall Jenner. I don't know why Kendall Jenner is on my brain right now, but I it mean, might be Kendall Jenner. I, here's the deal. Famous to a point, right? Because if they're really famous, they probably got their, their own personal charter jet. Oh, that's a good point. But... It's a good but point, Brian. You, yeah, you can get I'm to off. a certain level of celebrity yeah. on a, you know, a regular commuter jet in first class because... Yeah. Now... What I should have asked him was what, the airline that he's flying. Because it sounds like he might be flying one of the, the less expensive ones. And if that's the case, and he's flying one of the less expensive ones, well, then maybe there's not even really a first class. Yeah. Right? Maybe you got a little more legroom. It's all economy. I mean, I should have asked him. It's all economy. I should have asked him maybe, do you have a, are there TVs on this plane? Because if not, then it's not first class. Okay? Then it's not first You might get an extra cookie. You might get uh, an extra bag of peanuts. But at the end of the day, uh, that's about it. So best of luck to Casey. Uh, I can't wait to hear how the rest of the, of the flight goes. I can't wait for Brent to call back in and kind of get his whole synopsis of the situation. But as it is, the show has got to go on. We got a job to do. We got to keep the show back on the road. Went off the rails a little bit, but I'm glad Casey's you know, doing okay as well as he can do. But let's get into the Jaguars real quick, and let's get into you know this Rams game coming up. Now, I was very surprised uh, on the Jalen Ramsey comments. Um, you know, the, the media interviews Jalen Ramsey, and it's funny because we talk about the Jaguars playing the Los Angeles Rams, but it's more about the Jaguars, it seems like, playing Jalen Ramsey more than anything, right? And, and that's the power that maybe he had here. That's how so many people are annoyed with Jalen Ramsey. You know, 
if you go back to the press conference where he talked about, you know, playing for the Jaguars, nothing really bad to say about it, which I was kind of surprised. I thought he maybe would have threw a little jab here, a little jab there. Didn't really seem to do that. Just said, you know, he's thankful for his time there and, um, you know, he appreciates it. And I thought it was a great answer. I guess at the end of the day, and this will be the last day, hopefully we talk about Jalen Ramsey this, you know, in this capacity for the rest of the football season. Now if they go to the Super Bowl, who knows? But I, I'm going to say this about Jalen Ramsey, and I might rub some of the 690 syndicate and some Jaguars fans the wrong way, but hey, man, you know, sometimes you got to keep it real. I don't get all the animosity and all the frustration towards Jalen Ramsey. Now, do I make fun of him sometimes? Yes. Do we poke fun at him sometimes? Well, yeah. The, the, the guy's got a personality to do that, right? Just go on Twitter. Look what he tweets. Look how he plays. I mean, yes, sometimes the guy asks for some things. And, and, and you know, in a joking manner, I think that's okay. But, you know, if you go around social media, if you talk to some people in this fan base, like, they're, they're, they're hurt by him and, and they're frustrated by him. And it seems like Jalen Ramsey is living rent-free in a lot of Jaguars fans' heads. Now, this could be for a couple of reasons. Now, keep in mind where I'm coming from from this whole thing. This is coming from the guy who actually thought that he had a back injury, right? And then it turns out he faked it. Um, he was trying to get out of town, and I was left looking like a fool. So I'll be the first man to admit that I was wrong in terms of I thought he was actually hurt. I was wrong. I was way off. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and, and I shouldn't have. And, yeah, he made me look, look like a fool. But I was never upset with Jalen Ramsey for doing that because there comes a time in the game of professional sports, especially football, where it can mirror real life. And there's sometimes where it can't mirror real life. Classic example would be Antonio Brown. Fake vaccination card, gets busted, gets three games, still has a job. If you do that with your employer, if you do that in the airplane and then you get caught doing that, you might be looking at some jail time. You, you at least got to go to a courtroom, wear a nice tie, and get in front of a judge, I would assume. So, it's not the same. But this to me, this Jalen Ramsey saga, if you will, this can mirror a little bit of real life. You had a situation with Jalen Ramsey where this guy could have been a once-in-a-generational player here for the Jaguars. He was for a while when he was here. And whether it was the culture, Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, a combination of it, the defensive calls with what, whatever the case may be, he didn't want to be here anymore. He didn't enjoy coming to work. So you got the sense that he was disgruntled. He tried to get out. And what happened? Couldn't get out. Right. Was kind of stuck here. And then all of a sudden the whole back injury thing comes around. Then all of a sudden the distractions start being apparent. And now he got, and then he essentially got his way. I think if anybody that's working a nine to five job that's listening to this show right now, if you had an opportunity to better yourself, to better your work environment, um, to maybe better your, your family situation, you would do that. You would do that in a heartbeat. You would fake a back injury. You would fake a neck injury. You would do what you had to do if you weren't happy with where you're at. If you had the power to do that. The difference with Jalen Ramsey and a lot of guys from that year is that he had the power to do that. A lot of guys I'm sure wanted out as well, but guess what? You aren't an all pro. You're not a pro bowler. So what you say doesn't really matter. 
Like if Andrew Wingard, you know, comes out and says, I don't want beer anymore, what is it, what's the Jaguars brass going to do? Okay. Uh, that's not how it works. You're not getting traded. So go ahead and go back to your locker, put that jersey on, and we'll see you out there. But with Jalen Ramsey, it was different because he had the power to do whatever he wanted. And I think it rubs Jaguars fans the wrong way because he essentially got what he wanted. Right? Let's be honest. Jalen Ramsey got what he wanted. He's on a team right now that's competing for the playoffs and maybe competing for a Super Bowl. That's a lot more than what's going on right now. You can call him a, a, a quitter. You can call him a bad teammate. I'll tell you what, none of those guys in that Rams locker room care about that. They're not using that type of language. I'm sure they're all happy that he's there right now. So what it comes down to more, I think, is just Jaguars fans being bitter because Jalen Ramsey got what he wanted and we're stuck, you know, splitting the bill. We were stuck with, well, we were stuck with C.J. Henderson and Caleb on chase on. And how has that worked out in replacing Jalen Ramsey? C.J. Henderson's gone, and you got Dan Arnold for him. Okay, we'll see. And Caleb on chase on, we'll see as well, right? But it's not Jalen Ramsey. So every time you see a Ramsey interception, him in front of the media, whatever the case may be, it's a reminder of how bad it was here in Jacksonville and how you lost him. So to me, you know, being mad at Jalen Ramsey, how he handled himself in press conferences, he followed the rules. If you don't like what he has to say, then so be it. But, like, it wasn't like Jalen Ramsey was out getting arrested. Jalen Ramsey wasn't out beating up people. That, that was never the case. Like, I don't know who Jalen Ramsey even is. I worked out with a guy like a couple times, and that's it. I don't know what kind of guy he is, but I don't think he's a bad guy. Like, yeah, maybe he disagreed with some media members, and the media members got all ticked off at him. Guess what? This is the NFL. It takes all types of personalities. I love Marshawn Lynch. I know some Seattle media who didn't love Marshawn Lynch. That's their issue. Just like that's the media's issue here. If you don't like Jalen Ramsey because he snubbed you in an interview or something like that, well, then so be it. But if you're a fan, what do you hate on him for? Because the guy got what he wanted? Because he played it so close to the chest and got exactly what he was trying to do? I mean, I'm not saying you got to celebrate Jalen Ramsey, but I'll be honest, I'll tip my hat to Jalen Ramsey because I look at a guy like Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell kind of set a precedent saying, I'm not going to play for you anymore. I want more money. I want something else. What happened with Le'Veon Bell? Goes to New York and his career just blows up. It was a mess. Now you got more money, but how did the Jets treat you? And then you go to Kansas City. And how did that go? You badmouth Andy Reid. One of the most player-friendly coaches of all time. You badmouthed him. And now you're in Baltimore. We'll see what happens there. It doesn't always work out in your favor, even if you have all the power. But Jalen Ramsey being Jalen Ramsey, it worked out for him. So I'm not going to sit here and hate on the guy. I'm not going to sit here and question, you know, what kind of person he is. I don't think he's a bad person. I'm going to sit here and say, man, I thought your back was hurt. It wasn't. But at the end of the day, you got what you wanted. And that's all anybody can really ever ask in society is, hey, you get a better job, you get a better career path, and you get a better environment to work in. That's what Jalen Ramsey got. And I'll tell you what, I can't hit on that. More on ESPN 690 when we get back. We all, every game the same. It don't mean more to me. It don't mean less to me. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm grateful for my time there. It was cool, but that's it. Pretty simple. 
former Jags cornerback Jalen Ramsey. It is what it is, man. You know, it was a it was a bad breakup. He went to somebody better. We got left with maybe the worst person looking in the bar, but it's okay. You know, maybe that person had a great personality. Maybe we can make it work out. Um, hopefully, Dan, hopefully Dan Arnold turns out to be the next Travis Kelsey, but I won't hold my breath. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane, Brian pushing all the right buttons. Brent Martineau uh, in L.A. Producer Casey stuck in Houston. Miscommunications, aircraft problems. It is what it is, but we must go forward. We must progress. It is what it is. And right now, we got Brandon Ponsel on. Uh, you know, because the picks, I, I wasn't here last week for the picks. I'm not sure how I did. Brian, do you have the, the updated list of, of our picks here or not? I think I went five and one, but don't quote me on that. I'm not sure how Brandon did, but the way that I gather things, I think it's we're fighting for second place right now because Casey is kind of running away with everything. But we got Brandon on the phone. Brandon, how are we doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, buddy. They got a good guy running the show today, Jack. Yeah, you better believe, it, man. I appreciate it. You know, Brandon Ponsel, Jack's Coastal Homes. How's so? Do, do things start start to slow down now with like the colder weather? Do they heat up a little bit? What's going on with that? Listing activity is always going to be a little slower. Uh, obviously, property sell when they're listed. Um, so that'll pick back up after the holidays. But you know, most people don't tend to put their house on the market between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Just a, 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 not, a, not a good time to put your stuff on the market. Everyone's just taking a step back through the holidays. But things will fire right back up in January, February. Well, I was going to say, I mean, do you get more phone calls from, like, people in the north, though, that are probably sick and tired of snow and winter and be like, hey, I got to check out Brandon and see if he's got a home for me because uh, if I have to yeah. do one more winter with the snow, I'm out of here? Yeah, so we do a ton of digital marketing, and that doesn't stop what we're doing on our end as uh, an agency that, you know, caters to a lot of buyers. Um, we're looking to fill up, fill up our um, database for 2022. So these people aren't calling looking to buy or have a conversation about buying something in the next couple of weeks, but they are putting themselves in a position to start buying in 2022. So right. uh, it's, it's just a slow period for the industry. All right, man. All right. So well, let's get to the reason why you're here. Let's get some picks in. We don't have the overall records. Do you know how you did last week? I was 500 on Thanksgiving, on the Thanksgiving week picks, so. Okay, I, I feel like that's pretty standard for <laughs> for the year in terms of a lot of people playing this game, but we got hey, six man, picks to go from. keep killing me. The, hey, I, it, it seems whenever you pick against them, man, I know, man. It's, I mean, I appreciate the fandom, but eventually you got to be hip to the game. The Jaguars-Rams one, yeah. it's an interesting number. We'll break that down later, but Brian, yeah. I think we got... The picks in front of you right now. We got six of them to go from. Let's start with the college and work our way down to the NFL. What do you got for us on the slate this week? All right. So it looks for the Big 12 championship. Baylor is a plus four and a half against Oklahoma State. Oof. Brandon, what do you like? Baylor, Oklahoma State. Plus four and a half for Baylor. I think I'm going to take the points in this one. Baylor's been very, very consistent. They've been playing good football. Oklahoma State just had a massive game in Bedlam with OU. So I don't know that Baylor gets the job done and wins the wins the game, but I'll take the four and a half and feel pretty good about this one. Man, I, I like the way that Baylor plays football. They're, they're a smash-mouth team, plays some pretty good defense. And it would be the most Big 12 thing ever is if Baylor beats Oklahoma State and they kind of eat each other like the Big 12 always does. 
Yeah, go ahead and give me Baylor as well, Brian. I, I, I got a Baylor here. Do we have Brent's picks? Did he say what he wants or not? Yeah, Brent and Casey both pick Baylor. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's okay. So then it's going to be Oklahoma State for sure. All right, who do you got for the next one? <laughs> All right, SEC Championship. Georgia, negative six and a half uh, versus Bama. Minus six in favor of the Bulldogs. Brandon, what do you like here? Well, this is, this is a tough one. I, I've been saying Alabama would win this game for a while now, but they look they looked bad last week, and, and Georgia's defense is just so good. Um, I'm just going to lay the points with Georgia. I think I think they get it done. I'm, I'm in the same boat here. I think if you ask me four or five weeks ago, I think Alabama wins this game. After watching the Auburn game, not so confident. Um, I understand that, yeah, maybe you, you took Auburn for granted, but it's still it's, it's, it's the rivalry game. It's the Iron Bowl. And then you played like that, and you played um, to an inferior defense compared to uh, Georgia. So if, if you're giving up seven sacks to Auburn, well, then what is Georgia going to do to you? If you're averaging whatever it was, I think two-point something a carry against Auburn, then what is Georgia going to do to you? I think Georgia has enough offensive firepower um, to keep Alabama honest, but their defense has been the most consistent thing in college football all season. Give me Georgia with minus six. What do you got for ne- uh, next for us, Brian? All right. Uh, looks like the... Excuse oh, me. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Brent and Casey, what were their picks? That's right. It's a sweep. Alabama. A sweep again. Casey and Brent, both going with the uh, roll tide. Okay. All right. Big, uh, Big Ten championship. Uh, Michigan uh, minus 10 versus Iowa. Brandon Ponsel, action to you. Michigan, yeah, same, uh, Iowa. Same breakdown uh, for me is on the um, Baylor-Oklahoma State game. Michigan just had probably the best win that program's had in, since Charles Woodson was there. So uh, I think they're going to have a little bit of a letdown. I think they somehow win, but I'll take the 10.5 in Iowa. Man. See, I, I, I get where you're going here, and, and I would almost come with you. I just feel like I, I am not bought into Iowa's firepower if they can keep up with the track meet with, with the Michigan Wolverines. I think Michigan found something against Ohio State in their offense, and I think they can keep that momentum rolling. You saw what they did against the Wisconsin Badgers, who you know how I feel about it, Brian, might be the second-best defense in all of college football behind the Georgia Bulldogs, obviously. I think Michigan can, can put up points. I think Iowa can't keep up. Go ahead and give me Michigan. What do we, what do we have from uh, Brent and Casey? Yeah, uh, Austin, you're on the island by yourself because Brent and Casey both picked the Hawkeyes. Bring it. Good. You know what we call that? We call yeah, it a game-picker-upper. Uh, yeah. Austin, if Michigan blows out Iowa, they're going to be my pick to win it all. I just need to see it from them one more time because Georgia's quarterback play is not good. True, true. I mean, Georgia likes to run the football, man, more than actually go through the air. And if you get that Michigan offense, I, I hear you. It's it's going to be an interesting game. I get it. Ten and a half points is a lot. Um, you know, it could be kind of a stinker, but it is the Big Ten. You still got to watch. You got to respect it. All right, we got the NFL slate now. Okay, uh, Brian, sorry. What do you got for us? All right, Chargers plus three versus the Bengals. Chargers on the road going to Cincinnati. But really a game of, of two future quarterbacks. I feel like two maybe future all pros, if you will. Uh, Brandon, what do you like in this game? Chargers, Bengals. I like the Bengals here. They looked great last week. They, they've uh, come out of their little slump, and uh, Chargers look terrible. So I'm going to take the Bengals in the cold Cincinnati uh, weather. Yeah, I like it, man. You're not playing in SoFi Stadium. You're playing in that Cincinnati, uh, that, that lake effect weather, if you will. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals minus three. Brian, what do you got for Brent and Casey? They're both picking uh, the Chargers. Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. 
Okay, maybe they know something that we don't. Uh, flying to L.A. and everything. All right, so next we have, well, let's save the Jaguars game for last year. So then let's go with the Patriots game here. Brian. Okay. Pats uh, plus two and a half versus the Bills. Great game. Great primetime game. Um, a lot at stake here. Who are the Buffalo Bills? Do we quite know yet? You know the New England Patriots are always hard to beat when that colder weather starts coming around towards the end of the season. Brandon, what do you like here? Patriots plus two at Buffalo. I'm sorry, plus two and a half such, at Buffalo. This is, this is such a, a big game for the Bills Mafia. That that place is going to be electric. The team's going to they're, they're going to bring their A game. Uh, I think the Patriots are very, very good, but they're going to get uh, get it on the chin this Sunday. I'll we, take the Bills. We are on the exact same page right now. We have a Patriots team that I think is surging. Um, that is playing a good brand of football on defense, and Mac Jones is looking to be like he's the real deal. And we have a Buffalo Bills team where, I'll be honest, I don't know quite who they are yet. One week their defense is dominating. The next week Jonathan Taylor has five touchdowns. So I'm not quite sure who the Buffalo Bills are yet, but at the same time, I mean, this is the game that they got to turn around and say, we are who we thought they were. I think the Bills are a playoff contender. So with that being said, give me the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Brian, what do you got from Brent and Casey? So Casey Kurt. Uh, agrees with you guys. Uh, he's picking the Pats, but Brent Martineau has the Bills. Okay. Okay. Sounds well. And we're, no, we so Brent agrees with us because we're both taking the Bills. Casey's taking the Pats. So me, yeah. Casey agrees. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the last game, Jags, Rams. Brian, what is that number up to right now? <laughs> Plus 13. Okay. Plus 13. Jacksonville traveling to the West Coast to take on Matthew Stafford and company. Brandon, this has kind of been your Achilles heel all year of taking Jaguars games. What do you like for this one? Uh, this is uh, this is the spot, just the spot Sean McVay and Matt Stafford needed. Uh, get well game. Jags are terrible on the West Coast. Yeah, um, I, I think the, the Rams roll. Yeah, this is a this is a huge number, and usually, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to pick against that number. But you have a Rams team right now that needs uh, a flawless victory, if you will. It needs some confidence built up. Um, you have a Rams defense that needs to find an identity and really needs to find it quickly. I think the Jaguars offense can provide that. I just think it's too much firepower. I think Von Miller comes out of the woodwork. I think this Rams defense comes out of the woodwork, and they have a field day. So go ahead and give me the Rams as well. Uh, what about Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows and Casey? What do they pick? They both picked the Rams. Oh, wow. So this is a clean sweep. No <laughs> one's buying the Jaguars. Even Brent, who's going over there to cover the Jaguars, isn't believing in them. All right. Brandon, man, appreciate the picks. Hopefully we can uh, we can you know make it an interesting game towards the end here. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Thanks, Austin. Have a good weekend. All right. You too, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right. Brandon Ponsel. Man, I, I'm not sure what the lead right now is for Casey, but I feel like he's pretty comfortable. So hopefully I feel like a couple of these games we went back and forth in terms of the opposite picks. So hopefully I can make up some ground here on Casey because he's been really the, the the shining moment of that segment because everybody else is losing money right now. So hopefully no one's actually listening to us and placing those bets down in Vegas because it's probably not that pretty right now. I think, do we still have South Beach Gary on the line, by the way? We don't have South Beach oh, Gary, but call back South Beach Gary. This guy, you know, I mean was pretty pumped up about his Dolphins in the preseason. Really liked Will Fuller. You know how I feel about Will Fuller? And I might have been right about Will Fuller. But I was really curious to see what South Beach Gary had to say. Obviously, they didn't want to sit through the pick, pick segment. The phone lines are open, though. And if anybody else wants to call in, star star 690, feel free to call in, say what's up. But um, set aside from that, let's talk a little more about college football. Let's talk about college football tonight. And let's talk about 
wow, this game could actually have a lot of implications in the future of the Oregon Ducks. So, And by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but we got the Pac-12 championship tonight on ESPN 690, if I'm not mistaken. We do. We do. We do. All right. So we're going to break right now. Let's go ahead and set the scene a little bit. Mario Cristobal, Oregon head coach. Rumors, speculation, hearsay that this could be his last game in Oregon and he might be making his way to coach a Florida team. More of that when we come back here on ESPN 690. Both I'm very appreciative of our relationship. I think a lot of him. He's been a lot in my career. He has a lot of coaches out there in the country. And I think you appreciate the job he does more when you're gone uh, than maybe when you were there. Because when you move on, you appreciate the, the fact that he works really hard. He doesn't ask any of his assistants to do anything that he doesn't do. And he holds everybody to a high standard. Georgia Bulldogs coach Kirby Smart. Talking about, well, really his mentor, you can call him, and Urban Meyer. Does the student become the teacher this Saturday? I like Kirby Smart's chances. I really do. And I, and I very, it's so crazy to pick against Alabama and Nick Saban, especially in an SEC championship game, especially when the stakes could not be higher. But, man, you know, I, I say this all the time. It's starting to become cliche now, but this Georgia defense, it. It's the most consistent. Like, they, they have not given you a reason not to believe in them yet. Right? Like, even though Ohio State offense, everyone's so high and mighty about, okay, I mean, they were good. But Michigan came along, and Michigan, out, you know, literally outran a track meet with Ohio State Buckeyes. So maybe they let you down a little bit. And obviously the Ohio State offense may let you down against Oregon a little bit. This Georgia defense, though, week in and week out, it, it, it's hard to be let down by them. And I just, I wonder, I get it, you know, Bryce Young, future and all this stuff, but I just think it's going to be too much for Alabama to handle. Now, you know, Nick Saban, in terms of preparation, in terms of getting the best out of his players, is there anybody better? Maybe not. Maybe Nick Saban can come up with the game plan, the game script that's going to will them to a victory, but I think it's going to be very hard against the Georgia Bulldogs. Austin Lane, Action Sports, Jackson, ESPN 690. We got Brian pushing all the right buttons. And Brian, you know, I don't think you probably know this about me, and I'm sure a lot of the, the listeners don't know this about me, but every Sunday we have a family tradition. We call it Flapjack Sundays. And what we do is we get, a, you know, I'd say a, a half a container of pancake mix, get a, a, a whole package of bacon, and, and that, that's what we eat, man. That's like, that's like the family tradition that we have. And, and you better believe when I go in, I go in. I'm talking about at least 10 strips of bacon. I'm talking about at least eight thick-cut flapjacks, little, uh, you know, a little bit of that. Uh, Shout-out to... Shout out to, uh, you know, like that, that blueberry jam they can put on. I can put a little blueberry jam. And I put maple syrup as well. Don't judge me. Yeah. This is a judgment-free zone. This is like Planet Fitness. So don't judge me. Okay? That's, it's like my cheat meal. It's my cheat day and Sunday. And that's how I do it. I just want you to know, believe me when I say that those pancakes, that bacon, that raspberry or blueberry jam, whatever was on those pancakes that day with all that butter, they didn't go down... Um, as well, they've ever went down before when it was October 17th, 
Sunday morning, Miami Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars in <laughs> London, and it was the coming out party for Trevor Lawrence. Not really. He had an okay game, okay, uh, but it was the coming out party for that Jaguars deep. Not really because Tua Tagovailoa had a great day, but it was the coming out party for the Jacksonville Jaguars because they got that win against the Miami Dolphins 23-20. to And with that being said, we are happy once again. He still exists. He called into the show. We are happy to be joined now by the 5-7 and seven Miami Dolphins fan, South Beach Gary. Long time no see. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. How are we, man? I hope you did too, Austin. Going for the fourth straight, Austin. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I mean. Hey, if they run the tape, they got the bye, then the Jets. Uh, New Orleans, Tennessee, New England. It's feasible. It's feasible. And seven and make the tournament. How great would that be? I mean, it would. Going going from London, losing to the two and nine now Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, with the help of the, of the Sabers, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Going from London and uh-huh. losing to the two and nine Jacksonville Jaguars, and somehow finding yourselves in the playoffs. Yes, South Beach Gary, I will come along with you, and I will say that would be very impressive. Uh, two only had four incompletions on Sunday. And, you know, Austin, he hasn't had many more starts than Trevor has, cause considering, you know, that uh, Fitzmagic started the, the uh, season last year. He only had about maybe five, six more starts than Trevor. Four incompletions the whole day. Okay, now, it, 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 if you're trying to have some Trevor Lawrence slander and say that Tua Tagovailoa is a better quarterback uh, than Trevor Lawrence, go, let me go ahead and stop you right there. Um, he's also had some rough games as well. And I think Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, I think their receiving options are a little better right now than what we have in Jacksonville. But please continue. The receiving options are better, but the offensive line isn't really better, though, than yeah. I mean, it's, Jacksonville. I would say it's comparable. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm excited. I'm, there's not, but also there hasn't been many teams that started out one and seven to make the playoffs. You, you got to give Brian Flores credit at least. That team, the, the team did not give up. They did no, not. Uh, I think Brian Flores gets a lot of credit here. I think a guy who was essentially all but out the door in terms of that that fan base in Miami when they lost to the Jaguars and how that defense played, he has definitely turned things around. And that's what you want to see. Their defense is starting to look like who we thought they were going to be. And then that's a big help, obviously, playing complimentary football with Tua Tonga Viola. So uh, I understand it's South Beach. I'm glad that you called in um, to gloat about how good your Dolphins are doing now. You went radio silent for a little bit and from London went radio silent. One last question for you, man, because you follow this team maybe more than anybody here in this town. Is Will Fuller okay? Or is, 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 <laughs> Will is, is still is, is, out. Is, is Will Fuller okay? A, a few broken fingers in his in his hand. Hopefully, maybe after the bye, he'll finally come back. I, I don't know, but uh, okay. But but they won they won him without Will Fuller, so <laughs> well, Devontae <laughs> Parker will be should be back. He practiced this week, so okay. He should be back for Sunday. South Beach. Uh, We're just getting excited. No, hey, as you should be, man. That's what happens when you have a team that's still in the playoffs. Have a great weekend, Austin. Yeah, you too, man. Great to hear from you. Um, he broke his fingers now? I thought it was a groin. I thought it was a calf. Now Wolf Fuller's got broken fingers. Was he using a, Was he building a home? Is he, is he a carpenter? How's he breaking his fingers? You talking about two talking about all those fastballs coming a little too fast? I don't know about that. But needless to say, yeah, I, I don't like the radio silence, all right? I don't like when the Jaguars beat the Dolphins and we don't hear from South Beach Gary for like five, six weeks. But hey, more power to him, man, because the Dolphins are back on the right path. 
maybe going to the playoffs. We'll see. We aren't having those conversations, and that's okay because you know what's going to happen? If the Jaguars go to L.A. and they get blown out, we're one step closer to shock your mock season, and we know how much people like that. New song, new intensity, new attitude, shock your mock season three. Might be dropping pretty soon. All right? I'm just telling you guys right now, it, it might be coming sooner than you think because there's only so much we can talk about how good Trevor Lawrence is in press conferences. All right? There's only so much we can talk about how good this defense is with Joe Cullen. There's only so much we can talk about how is Urban Meyer going to go to another college coaching job or not. Okay? We got to fill the void somehow. We don't talk NBA in the show for whatever reason. Now we got Brian in the house, and Brian wants to talk some NBA. And maybe in the 5 o'clock hour, Brian, we might just be able to do that because I want to talk NBA. Don't tease me with a good time. Hey, hey, I mean, you see my shirt right now rocking that Milwaukee Bucks championship shirt. Yeah, you go. 50, 50% off because I got it a couple of weeks ago because, you know, you got to get the last year's model. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm all about NBA. But needless to say, shock your mock season might be right around the corner. And speaking of Urban Meyer, you know, coaching colleges, if you will, that's not going to be the case. I think we've all established that Urban Meyer is here to stay. But a name that's being floated around right now, because this, and maybe I'm being out of my mind here, but this might be the craziest season in terms of the college football uh, coaches carousel, but it seems like every single year we say that. But Mario Cristobal right now um, is being linked after this game to possibly going to coach the University of Miami. Which would, I think, I mean, that, it would be big for a couple of reasons. Number one, it would be big because, well, this guy is accustomed to Miami. This guy is from Miami. This guy, um, you know, at least I'm not sure like what percentage, but he is Cuban. So, like, he, he has ties to that city and what that city is all about. So, from a recruiting standpoint, that could be big. You know, Oregon is a team right now that's still fighting to, you know, maybe in the outside chance to maybe go to the college football playoff. Probably not going to happen, but, you know, still trying to fight there. But it's had a pretty good season. You know, beat Ohio State, um, had to deal with some injuries. And, you know, he's kind of brought Oregon back from the prominence um, that was a couple years ago when I forgot who, uh, I think Taggart leaves and then he takes over. But my question to you, Brian, is what's up with Oregon? Why, why are coaches always leaving Oregon? Like, I thought Oregon was like the mecca in terms of getting what you wanted. Like, you're talking about the, the birthplace of Nike. You're, you're talking about Phil Knight, CEO of Nike, in your back pocket. Hey, Phil, go give me an extra $2 million for some new locker room renovations. Oh, I got you. No problem. Hey, Phil, need some new jerseys. Really try to get these recruits in here. Oh, no problem. I got you. I guess, like, Brian, am I wrong here? Or... Is Oregon not like the most ideal place to want to coach? The Pacific Northwest, beautiful, God's country. Yes, absolutely. No, I, I get from Mario Cristobal's standpoint where you have ties to Miami. So, like, that makes sense. And, yeah, it's the Miami Hurricanes, and I get it. You know, if you're less than, um, you know, 25 years old, you probably never watched them win a national championship. But I remember the, the great times, the, the dynasties that were the Miami Hurricanes. We haven't talked about that in a while. What do you make of this Mario Cristobal story from him going to Oregon, possibly going to Miami? Uh, uh, he's probably using Oregon as a stepping stone, uh, it, but that sounds weird to say, uh, yeah. especially where the two programs are at, uh, probably the, you know, the last five to ten years. Uh, yeah, I mean, what you, what I like in this, too, is even how you know Lincoln Riley and, and Brian Kelly, um, how they've moved on from 
very good situations because they feel like they found somebody better. And yeah. I and I like it to uh, when me and Casey were talking on Action Sports Jacks overtime to when I got broken up with in high school <laughs> and my cousin was like, "Hey man, that girl's not yours. It was just your turn." And I just said the same thing about the head coaches. <laughs> Look, Mario Cristobal, he's not yours, Oregon. Yeah. It's just your turn with him. Huh? He's gonna yeah. move on. He's gonna try to find something that he deems better, yeah. and that's okay. That's all right. So I, you know, it's probably just a sense of you said he was from, uh, you know, he's from that part of, uh, you know, from Florida. He's down from South Florida. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming back home, there's a lot of draw to that. But you're right because of all the resources that the University of Oregon has, it's a prime spot for somebody who just wants to have a good situation and will be content in a great situation. Well, and keep in mind, Manny Diaz has not been fired yet either. So, like, how, I mean, how was, I don't know, like, I assume you, you're recruiting right now. Like, how is that going for Manny Diaz? Awkward. When he hears this, you better believe it's awkward. You know, and I get Manny probably underachieved a little bit, but still, man, it's just, um, we'll see what comes of this. I will say this, though. Yeah, I, I think in terms of going from Oregon to Miami, I don't want to call it a downgrade, but it's not like, to me, you're, you're not making a step up. It's probably parallel, if you will, where the programs are at and this, all that stuff. And plus, the resources at Oregon, come on. But if you're from there, if you have ties there, that obviously adds to it, that adds to the intrigue. But I'll tell you what, if I'm Oregon and I'm Phil Knight or whoever's running that show there in Oregon, I'm trying to do everything in my power to stop Mario Cristobal from leaving because I will say this about him. Oregon's kind of always had this persona of being speedy, athletic, but not physical and tough. I think Mario Cristobal came to that university and he installed that toughness. He installed that discipline. And they're, they're still fast, they're still speedy, but now they're also a tough team. Go back to the Ohio State game and get back to me and tell me you know, if they're a tough team or not. So if I'm Oregon, you know, I've watched too many coaches leave. I'm doing everything in my power. I'm giving him stock in Nike if I have to. But I'm trying to keep that guy because I think that guy is special. We're on ESPN 690 when we get back.